You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Our guest today has been a stay-at-home mom for many years, but as her kids grew up, about five years ago, she decided she needed something else to focus on, something that would give her new meaning. She read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki and stumbled across my podcast, and that's when she knew what she wanted to do. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Erica Marston has bought 10 rental properties in just three years. She did not know how she'd find the money, but she did it. Now her goal is to help her husband become job optional. And she's really excited about helping her kids understand how to invest in real estate as well. Because if you start young, you can retire pretty early. So Erica, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so tell me what, uh, well, first of all, what are you excited about? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited because I was thinking today that it's sort of like this has come full circle for me because it was almost five years ago that I started listening to you and you've just been such an inspiration to me. And now here I am on the podcast. So, oh, that's really so exciting. Cool. I yeah. love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. So you started listening five years ago. Mm -hmm. Why? Where were you at that point in your life? So... So about exactly five years ago, I actually, um, I was home with two kids. Um, we were homeschooling actually at the time and they were getting old enough that I was starting to feel like maybe I should have something else going on for myself. <laughs> but I had tried over the years, other businesses. I had a couple other businesses and they just were too much for me to you know, I was having to do things in the middle of the night or get a sitter and that kind of canceled out my whole idea of doing something at home and being able to be home with the kids. So, um, but that fall, I thought I, I want to do something, but I don't know, I don't know what it could be <laughs> um, th that would give me the balance that I was looking for. And um, the, the, the book that we've all read, that Robert Kiyosaki, yeah, I'd read it years before um, and just thought, oh, that's nice, but not, not, it's not something that I could do, but it came back into my life that fall. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, this is something maybe that I could do. And so I started, I read the book and I read all the other books and I started listening to um, that podcast and then some others. And then I heard you in maybe January of 2016 on someone else's podcast. And, the, and I immediately stopped what I was doing and looked you up. And that was the beginning. Finding you was what made it possible for me. Like I felt like I could really do it. And so oh, I started. That yeah, means so, so much. That means so, much. <laughs> so I started just watching all all the videos on, on your academy and showing up for all the webinars and got my appointment with the investment counselor and got hooked up with a lender and went on a road trip to talk to one of the affiliates. So let's go back to what you said. You didn't know if you could do it until you heard me. What was it that I said that helped you see that it was possible? Um, I 
think it, like, well, you seemed like a regular person. First of all, being a woman to me was like really, you know, because all the other podcasts that I had heard, it was men, all yeah. men. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> <Female> power. <laughs> yep. And so um, also I had been um, reading, I don't know if you've read Kim Kiyosaki's books, but mm-hmm. she has two books. And so I read those two books. And so that was really helpful to me. And then to find you and I just, maybe just because you're a woman and I'm a woman, I just trusted you more. I don't know, but you just had all these resources too. And, um, they were free. And so I didn't feel like, you know, I was going to be paying for something that was like sketchy or, (laughs) or, you know, I, I just, I just really, um, I trusted you and, and did, um, all the things that you're, there was just so much, there's so much on your site and and with all your learning. And I just, um, I just really felt comfortable. I think. I I love to hear that because that's really been our goal. I mean, for me, that's how it started for me. Very similar to you where I was wanting to find something that would allow me to continue to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And, and this whole world of real estate was so new. And every time I would interview someone, I would be mind blown of what was possible. And I thought, how is it in the world that people don't know this? You know, yeah. how, how can I simplify it? Because it does seem so scary. If you haven't done it, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody on Facebook today said, what's your definition of, of um, the opposite of courage? And I said, overwhelming fear um, of the unknown. And that's right. all it is. That's yeah. all it is. And once you break it down, that has been my goal to break it down and say, it's not as scary as it may seem it's just that you haven't done it so it really I love hearing that um and it sounds like one of the things I know this has worked for a lot of people to get over that fear and just to take those steps to understand it better so that it 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 isn't this unknown anymore is that you went to a lender that's really powerful isn't it to see Mm -hmm. what you qualify for because you don't have to be rich you don't you just have to be able to qualify for what's a pretty small payment, maybe less right. than a car payment. Right. So what was that like uh, speaking with the lender? So I had actually, initially when I started with the idea of real estate, um, we had thought maybe we were going to buy in our own neighborhood, like in our, so, and we live in Minneapolis. And so I had gotten a referral from somebody else to go talked to a lender that he had used for investment property. And again, it was a woman. And I just really felt like, um, I just asked her like, okay, or said, here's where I am financially. Where do I need to be? What do I need to get to? And she was so gracious and helping me understand about reserves and about what the underwriters were going to be looking for and, and all of those things. And um, at the time, I really thought that I would end up working with her. But over time, we realized that the numbers here locally didn't make sense at all. Even in Um, in Minneapolis. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's wow. Yeah. No, (laughs) we've gotten too expensive, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe now it's coming down a little bit after the summer, (laughs) (laughs) Right. but at the time (laughs) the numbers didn't make sense at all. Um, We would have not been able to make it work at the time that I started, you know, had I started eight years prior then. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. And so, um, I mean, and that's something that I recommend to anybody who's asking me about investing is to go and talk to the lender at first and just, I, I didn't try to act like I 
knew anything, you know, or try to act like I had any money, any more money than I did. I just said, Hey, here's where I'm at. Is this even something that I can do? And that was really invaluable. Um, so then I could take that to one of the lenders that your team recommended and they were just really helpful and yeah. tell me what I needed to do. <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your lender, your mortgage broker is your really your financial partner because yeah. they will tell you here's, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of money. Yeah. <laughs> just need these things from you. And yeah. even if you don't have those things in place, you can work towards it. So it's yeah. always good just to find out from them what's needed because they will give you piles of cash. It's literally like, uh, how are you going to have, find someone to give you a hundred grand or 200 grand or 300 or 500? Like yeah. it's the lender and, and they're going to tell you what's required. And it's not that complicated. I mean, it is, there's a lot to it, but right there's a, a pathway. So, yeah. and especially if you're buying investment property, you've got to work with someone who specializes in investment property in yes. that area where you're buying. So you don't want to go to your local banker and go buy a property in Ohio. If you don't like right. it, they're just not going to understand the value. So that was right. probably the difference for you too, is talking yes. to our brokers who understand those markets. And you had worked with so many of your people that they just knew Mm -hmm. how it was going to go. And they um, had the relationship also with the affiliates that I chose. And that was huge because then they could communicate directly. So that took me out of a whole bunch of work that I didn't need to do because they could communicate directly because they had a relationship. Yep. That's, that's your next partner. Your lenders, yep. your one part, your next is your, you know, the, the person who's going to find you these properties and has to be an expert in really understanding the neighborhoods that are best for renters yeah. for owning rental property. And then of course, with our teams, usually they're also the property managers. So they'll find the property. Yes. They'll also manage it, which says a lot because uh, they're not going to want to, you know, manage something that is unmanageable, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yes. That has been huge for me. Yeah. And trust. Yeah. Knowing, like they're not going to sell me something if it's going to be a problem for them down the road. For down sure. the road. They don't. Yeah. It's, it's not, it, that's not the case if it's just an agent because they're, right. they make the sale, they make their commission. They're done with it. You, you have what you have and, and that's it. But if they're, if they're selling what they're also managing, there is a lot of power in that because they won't go into certain neighborhoods or, you know, they, they, they're only going to want to provide properties that rent quickly and where that, keep tenants longer. It makes their job easier if there's not that many repairs and it just stays rented. That's yeah. good for you too. Yeah. So where did you end up buying? So I'm in three markets right now, but my first one was Indianapolis. Okay. And so that's where we first took our um, road trip to that spring break. And well, you know what, that is one of the markets today that has been least affected by the coronavirus um, uh, recession. It, it came yeah. in one in least job losses and most job regains. Yeah, so yeah. good choice there. I've, That's a I've, steady market. Yeah, I've gotten rent the whole time there with no, and even um, one of the tenants sometimes would slip a little behind, but since the pandemic started, he, I've been so surprised, but he hasn't. So wow, maybe he found something uh new to do during the pandemic that's been more secure for him. I'm not Isn't sure. Isn't that but. amazing? Maybe it's unemployment. <laughs> no, I'm just <Yeah>. kidding. 
<laughs> there, have, there have been a lot of new jobs in Indianapolis mm-hmm. because what I didn't even realize, probably when you bought, I didn't even put this together because we weren't so focused on viruses at the time. Yeah. But Eli Lilly is there and they have been in the forefront of the, the vaccines and the testing and all that. And so lots, lots of biotech there yeah. in Indianapolis, along with FedEx, uh, a FedEx hub. They took one of the airports and turned it into a FedEx hub. So of course, uh, FedEx sending packages for Amazon and, and everyone else has just been really, really busy. So they've been doing a lot of hiring. So well done. Yeah, Good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the market that we said is going to be very resilient in the next recession. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad that was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It has been. <laughs> and yeah. then, um, and then, so I have two properties there and then um, I have three in Detroit. Oh my goodness. So that was a little more risky. I know, but, um, it was so exciting to me because I went on your very first tour on the bus tour there. Okay. And I, and I knew it was risky, but it was also felt really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, partly because I'm super competitive and I was like, I want to be on the front end of this. Totally. (laughs) You know, we're on our first bus tour. You must We yeah, gotten some good deals. I, yeah, I did. I did. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so that was fun. I mean, and what did you pay? Was it in the 60,000s or uh, 70? I paid 70. 70. Oh yeah. my gosh. They probably up to a hundred now. I would. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, and so I got the one on the bus tour. Um, I, I was like, if nobody else has spoken for this one, I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then, and then I went back and I have two more there and then um, my other market is Cincinnati and I have five there five yeah wait so you have okay five in Cincinnati three in Detroit and two in Indianapolis yeah are you maxed out well we're out of loans okay Um, we were out of loans actually this last time um, because we have our home loan as one and so and my husband is the one who qualifies for the loans because he's the one who has the w-2 job so we've maxed out his loans and I don't have an income separate from the real estate. So um, we were going to do some of the other lenders, but then as you know, that went away (laughs) when the pandemic hit. Yeah. So um, how have you been financing them? So, well, I asked you on a panel when you were doing all those weekly, you know, um, pandemic. And yeah. I was like, what, what do we do? Because the, those ex you know, cylinders went away and you said friends and family. <laughs> oh, no way. Did yeah. you do it? Well, so we were, but we meant to only, <laughs> it was this last one was tricky because, um, one of the lenders did come back. And so I had been working with that lender for about a year, just talking with them, making sure, cause I always want to have all my ducks in a row. I don't want any surprises, you know? Yeah. So I've been working with this lender for like a year, knowing I was going to be running out of loans and he um so so once they came back online they were the only ones like I checked with everybody else no they're the only ones so I was like okay I'm gonna do this I've got all my ducks in a row I've talked to them so I signed a purchase agreement um in Cincinnati and um sent my down payment and all that and and I sent everything to this lender just totally ready to go super excited and then they came back and said oh we don't lend to llc's that are owned by a trust and that's how we have oh our, right yeah all set up and i i was like i mean thankfully 
I actually laughed because I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to like attract the money somehow. We're going to have to like find, because I didn't want to ruin my relationship with the affiliate and say, you know, I mean, they would have been super nice about it, but also I get attached to the properties that I choose to. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have to figure out how to pay cash for this property. Um, and, and we did, we just, so I, we needed to get a little bit of short-term help from some family and, um, do a little creative moving around of some other money. But, um, but yeah, so we did pay this, we did pay cash for this last one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we think like we want to do that going forward because <laughs> mm. we really it was so much easier I mean you have to <laughs> save up more money but oh my gosh it was so much easier <laughs> so yeah yeah so I think that's kind of our plan going forward but you know who knows things could change yeah on yeah, either it's, side it's good to know for for anyone listening who is new to this um Fanny and Freddie you know basically conventional loans at these historically low interest rates are uh you're maxed at 10 loans and that can include your primary. Mm -hmm. So once you get past that, you've got to go to commercial lenders. They're harder to find. They're more expensive. They don't necessarily like to lend on single family. They lend on multifamily where they can put millions up instead of, you know, a hundred (laughs) thousand. That's not their, their model. So it's hard. Um, But, you know, one thing to look at is potentially having one of those commercial lenders, look at your whole portfolio, refi, the whole thing out and that opens up your nine loans again. Start over. Yeah. Pay off all those and start over. But also I tell you what, we've got a lot of people in our network who have done what you've done and built up a portfolio, have been successful at it and friends and family get interested in what you're Mm -hmm. doing when it works and when you've experience. And when, when you can say to them, Hey, you know, I would give you a 5% interest, you know, a return on your money, if you don't want it in bonds or, you know, whatever. Uh, A lot of times family will do that when they've already seen you have a successful track record. Right. Yes. In many cases, safer for them because it's secured to real estate instead of whatever else they're invested in and might even be a higher return if they're in something like bonds. So um, yeah, so that could be your next your, uh, you know, next learning is seeing that there really can be unlimited financing when you do it that way. Yeah. 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 So we got a little taste by accident and yeah. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. Yeah. The thing is when you, when you pay cash, uh, you've got to remember to still treat yourself like you're a bank. Mm-hmm. So still do everything that the bank does. The bank right. has underwriting that is helpful yep. to the investor. Sometimes when people pay cash, they're like, oh, this is so much easier. I don't even need to get an appraisal or an inspection. Yep. Oh, no. the bank- <laughs> I knew, I knew I listened to you long enough to know inspection and appraisal, all of it. Yeah. 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 I just got it. You got to do it. I had a, a woman pay cash for a property in Dallas. You probably heard the story and never got an appraisal. Uh, like a couple of years later, the foundation was just completely a mess and she blamed the person who sold it to her. And I said, well, what did the inspection report say? She, she didn't know cause she didn't get one. Yeah. I said, well, how do you know that it was in poor condition when you purchased uh, versus maybe you didn't take care of the property by watering it in Texas, you have to keep your soil moist yeah. during um droughts because yeah. the, the ground can shrivel up and, and affect the which is what happened. There was a drought and she wasn't properly maintaining her property. So um, yeah, you got to still do the full due diligence, um, yeah. especially when doing cash. So yeah. good, good for yeah. you. All yeah. right. 
Well, um, what lessons have you learned, the big ones that if you were starting out or someone else is kind of where you were five years ago, what would you tell them? So, well, the first thing that I always, when people ask is like to really, the educating myself was invaluable. I mean, there's no way that I would have stuck with it for one thing um, without gathering all the information and, um, and really, I, I couldn't, I really feel like I don't think I would have done this or I definitely wouldn't be as far as I am if I hadn't had your network to, I just, there's, I just feel so much trust there with feeling like when I'm working with these affiliates, you've got, you guys have my back. You know, I always can call Joe. He's my counselor. counselor. I can always call. I can always ask questions. What do you think about this? Or, Hey, I am stuck on that. Or do you think we just had a conversation? I'm thinking about this market. You know, what do you think about this market? And um, so we had a really honest conversation about that. And um, so I've really felt like you guys and um, Joe have been a, a partner in um, helping me do this. I just, I just really can't imagine I would have had the confidence mm-hmm. to, um, to do it. And you, I, the referral of the lender, and now I use a text person that is a referral from you guys and it's just been incredible it's it's like you handed it to me right like here here's what you do and I was like okay that (laughs) is our goal that's our mission we our mission is to simplify the process of investing in real estate um because here you are now um I mean I've got so many questions but from a a, it sounds like your motivation was maybe different than mine I mean Mine was uh, just desperation from yeah. a financial perspective. Right. Uh, for you, it sounds like you really wanted purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, so how has your life changed? Not just from the real estate, but from the process yeah. that you've been through the last five years. So like I have, I just love it. I mean, it gives me something to do that's like mine, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and my kids are older. And so I, I mean, older, they're tweens and teens, you know, but like, I, I have like my own life around real estate where, um, you know, I'd always joke, I can have grown up conversations with <laughs> people. It might have to be in my car and <laughs> not be interrupted, but, um, it's just been really fun for me to have this to, to, um, do for myself, feel like a grown up. Um, I've gone to a couple of your, um, back when we could travel and get together, um, a couple of the, um, events that you do where everybody's there. And so I got to meet other people who are doing this and it's super fun to find other women for me who are doing this to um, talk to and get to travel by myself. I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom for, I've lost track of how many years, I don't know, 10, 16, I don't know, a lot of years where it was just (laughs) like, that's where I just all that and this has really gives me like the little weekend trips to go walk through the properties or to go to your events and um just something for me but it's not just for me because obviously it's benefiting my family and and i really hope my kids get into it too i've been talking to them like as if this is what they will be doing we'll see (laughs) so how did you get your husband on board it sounds like it's his credit uh 
credit his paycheck that yeah how did you get him on board so he his mom has had rental property for a long time but only just locally and um she sold the two individual she had like um a duplex and then a condo and then she rented out part of her house um to college students and so she sold the separate buildings but it's something that my husband has been around for years. And so it was sort of already like, hey, this is okay. Hey, you can make money. I mean, she's very financially savvy and has um, just been smart about money and investing and has you know, told him about that. So he, he kind of had the seed planted already, but um, he, he wouldn't have done the homework. He wouldn't have, you know, done, I mean, he was working full-time outside of our home. So when I brought it to him, he, the seed had already been planted and we're both pretty entrepreneurial. So I've been very fortunate because we do have a friend who bought one and was like, well, just see how it goes because his wife has not been on board and that's all he has is the one now. And I think that's that. (laughs) So I know that I've been really fortunate and my husband being um, equally entrepreneurial and equally um, we're not risk averse, obviously. So we just have figured, well, let's just see, let's just see what happens. And, uh, he sees it too, as a way of him being able to retire earlier, because we'll have this income. And that's part of what we're trying to decide is, do we do your idea of the 10 pack where now we have tents and now we pay them off and then we just get, you know, more cash flow, or do we keep building? Cause it's, pretty fun. To do. <laughs> so, well, what's, what's really interesting is that you, because you're, you don't have another job mm-hmm. still, right. Um, yeah. have you spoken to a CPA about you being, having professional, yeah. uh, yeah. real estate? So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that because I mm-hmm. think this is so important for people to understand if, if one person is working and the other person is either not working or working part-time, um, then you can, you can potentially reach professional real estate status if you yes. own enough property which obviously you would now yeah um, and you can you can show the amount of time you've put into it then all the tax benefits can go towards your husband's income and offset mm-hmm. it when we did that when I uh, rich took some time off for health issues and you know we bought a bunch of properties and I was working we were able to all those properties and his time was able to offset the income my income to where we were paying no income tax for several years. Mm-hmm. I know that's a real touchy subject. Right. For it now. Right. <laughs> we're, playing, we're paying a lot. We just wrote the check today, but yeah. at the time we weren't. So um, are you doing that now? Are yes. you qualifying? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk yeah, about so we've how been that doing works. that actually since the, be- since the beginning we hired, um, um, it was a different CPA firm at the time, but they um, helped us set up our structure and all of that. And um, we've continued that with the, um, with the tax advisor that, that, um, you recommend, or not you, but real well recommended. And so, um, that's been great. I mean, in like last year, and we take that money, we put it into down payments and to, to properties. The money um, that you save from taxes. Yeah. I mean, oh last year God. we had down payments for like two new properties, um, oh. from just me, this is what I do. And 
Yeah. So yeah. So people don't realize, I mean, <laughs> you don't technically have a job, but the amount of money mm -hmm. you've saved your family just yeah. in tax savings alone is more than you might make at a job where you're away from your children, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, one year, the tax advisor said that what we got back, it's as if I had a job making $50,000 outside of my home, which like blew my mind. Right? Yeah. Because I can do this from my car on my phone is mostly what, you know, how I do it all. And it's yeah. just been incredible. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. So, and I don't want people to think that it's all been easy because it's real estate and right. it, it has issues. So you've had some issues. You had a tenant that kind of destroyed trashed, property, trashed. My, one of the indie properties. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we had um, an eviction that got dragged out for a really long time. And um, and I didn't realize until the new tenant come in, we actually switched property managers that they had stolen all the appliances, trashed the house on purpose. And it had been brand new. I mean, we bought it like it was a newer house in the first place and was obviously fully refurbished because it was through one of your affiliates. And um, I figure by the time we're all done with all that, because there's still the new tenant actually happens to be a carpenter. And so he's doing some of the work wow. himself because there was so much to do. He was willing to do that. Um, but I'm thinking it'll be um, ten to $16,000, probably between lost rents and the, what I have to pay for in all the repairs and oh replacing gosh. appliances Would and all that. Cover some it, of that? Um, it, it didn't, but I can't, um, and I should look into that. <laughs> look into that. that. No, yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily want to file a lot of claims, but right. you, you might get that reimbursed. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on yeah. your policy. And it's something to talk to your insurance company about making sure you have that in your policy. When you have a landlord policy, it can cover some of those yeah. expenses. Now you don't want to be, um, the insurance companies don't like it when you, when you file right. a claim, but if it's a lot of money, it's right. worth it. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it is, I, this is the way I look at these things in, in 10 years, will you care? Right. 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 When, when you've had these tenants paying off your mortgage for you right. uh, and you own these 10 properties free and clear, which will be well over a million dollars in equity. Yeah. Will you care very much about that $10,000 you lost along the right. way? Right. Kind of the cost right. of doing business in some cases. Right. Right. And you know, I was glad. Another thing that I tell people who ask me is for me, this has always been, this wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to buy one and see. This has always been, I've been so excited. Like I'm going to build a portfolio. Like I am super into this and I want to build a portfolio. And so when I had that loss, it didn't touch any of our personal money. We had enough in reserves for, you know, in the whole portfolio, even just, I didn't even have to go outside of that LLC and ND because I just kept building up um, money in there. We don't take it out to spend or anything like that. We just, it just stays in the real estate. Um, and so it really helped me with my mindset. I didn't, I didn't feel like, forget it. I'm going to throw on the towel. This is, you know, I knew enough from educating myself from being around people like you, you know, and people, um, who do real estate that this is just part of the deal and it's a bummer. And I definitely learned some things that I will watch out for in the future, but um, 
it's yeah. just, it's part of the deal. Yeah. And I, I love what you said, knowing going into it, you had the reserves in place and you should mm-hmm. for every property, if you have 10 properties and you set aside $5,000 in reserve for each, you, you have the money. It's right. like this happens now. You don't want it to happen. Um, what did you learn? What would you have done differently to prevent that? Or is, is there anything you could have done? So there were questions um, with that particular property manager that you don't work with anymore. So (laughs) I wasn't the only one who had problems, but um, with that particular, like I would have, um, I would have been more persistent in asking questions and not allowed myself to feel like, um, I'm not sure how to really word it, but I, I got the sense that that particular property manager wasn't super happy about me asking a bunch of questions. And so I kind of like backed off a little and I won't do that again for sure. Good. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and maybe calling, like one of the things that Joe has helped me with is learn, like, it's okay to call for help. It's okay to ask you guys to help out yeah. more. And um, that's what you're there for. And that's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah we, yeah. we can only base our referrals on the past. Yeah. And if a property management has been good, we, yeah. we based on that. But the only way we can know if they're no longer good is if people right. tell us, yeah, we don't own those companies. It's just a referral. Yeah. Uh, and it, a property management company is only as good as its people. And this yeah. is what we've seen. People, people have issues, you know, yes. <laughs> one property manager we used in Cleveland, he, his wife got breast cancer. He, his cousin was shot and killed. And there was all these things that was going on personally that he kind of let his business go and slip. Yeah. And we didn't know that these things were happening. Uh, so absolutely, as an investor, you need to be questioning all the time. It is an active process. It's not yeah. a totally passive income uh, investment to own right. rental property. You have to be paying attention, asking questions, making sure the money's getting deposited. I've had people say, oh, I, I wasn't getting my rental income for a few months. Well, what do you mean? How, how did you, how did that much time go by? Before I, know. You noticed, you <laughs> I know? hear that too. And you say it and I'm like, how did they do that? I'm on the phone like the day after. You got to be on yeah. it. Have, you know, set aside every week, a time to just look at your bank accounts just for a few minutes, just look yeah. at your collections, make sure your insurance is renewed and you've got the right stuff in place. It, it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, what would you say in managing your property managers in your portfolio, how much time does it take you? Uh, do you, do you sit down once a week, once a month? Um, so I do it mostly from my phone, honestly. Um, but I do sit down once a month, as you're saying, like with my reports, my owner statements and do exactly what you talked about, like checking every, I mean, they're always, always something that, to question, right? A charge about a clogged toilet or a charge for, I just got charged for grass cutting. And I was like, wait, I didn't even own the property when the grass was cut that day. <laughs> and just little things that are just, yeah. you know, humans are doing, humans are working the, um, all the accounting systems and everything. So I definitely go through each line um, of that and match up the bank statements and, and, and all of that. And so I would say for doing that, it probably for 10 properties, maybe takes me an hour, maybe at the end of the month. And that's because I'm super, I have all kinds of spreadsheets for myself 
that mm -hmm. I do. And so, and I also do like the tax prep I do every month instead of waiting until the end of the year. Um, so I enter everything in the spreadsheet. So at the end of the year, it's, it's just a matter of moving a couple of things around on my spreadsheet and then so oh, good for so, you I'd love to have yeah. you come on and, and teach a <laughs> webinar on how oh, you no. do that <laughs> seriously that's managing a portfolio we haven't really spent a lot of time on that process so we'll love to check in with you maybe do a panel and see how mm -hmm. you do it that's that's wonderful well we are out of time oh my gosh it's been such a pleasure having you on erica and Thank all you. the kind things you've had to say and the inspiration i know you've given to hundreds, if not thousands of other women out there oh. thinking about doing the same thing. So yeah. yay. Good. Thank you so much for everything, Kathy. All right. Well, you take care and maybe we'll see you at a live event somewhere. I, I hope so. I'm waiting. <laughs> we'll get through this. Okay. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. You can go to realwealthshow.com to get referrals to many, many property teams across the country that we work with who can find you rental properties and really good parts of town where there's high rental demand. They fix them up for you and they manage them for you over the years. So it's kind of a turnkey investment meeting our very high turnkey rental standards, which you can find again at realwellshow.com. You'll also find a whole bunch of data on different metro areas that, um, that we think are really great for investing because of the demographic shifts, so many people moving there because of the affordability, the high cash flow, the recession-proof economies that they have there. And uh, in some of those areas, really high appreciation as well. So again, you can go to realwellshow.com. Thanks so much for joining me here.